0: Master Care in on Power Trinity. <laughs> Providing strength for the powerless, hope for the fearful, and healing for wounded hearts. Hey guys, it's Jason with Foster Care Nation. We are here today with a quick episode of Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey because we have a little bit of notes we want to throw out there to you guys, kind of some, uh, some changes we want to throw out. Our workload has gotten kind of crazy. We have taken in a foster kid for a few months now, and it's been going pretty well. But with that, with a pandemic, with my work being crazy and my wife's work being crazy... Our schedule just does not set up well for the Friday dropping of an episode I try and stay ahead of the curve and I do not do a great job of it usually and I'm at the last minute trying to get something out and I don't like being a last-minute guy what I've realized is I think we need to change the day we drop episodes so if you guys want to look out for it I think we're going to begin dropping on Tuesdays instead of Friday which means if you are listening to this it just came out on a Friday and Next Tuesday will be the next episode that will come out. If I have everything the way that I think I have, again, I'm going a little crazy these days, but I believe we're going to have Melissa Corkum on here and Melissa Corkum is pretty amazing gal. Uh, you need to check her out at the Corkboard, the corkboardonline.com is her website learn a little bit about her but she will be uh, showing up on our next episode and we had a great chat and I'm certain you guys will get a lot of value out of it. She even makes an offer on there for listeners of the podcast so just keep your ears open for that. So today because we have a little bit of time and there's no sense in listening to a two-minute podcast something I had been wanting to talk about for a little while is one of the things that our goal is is to be able to reach out and try and inspire others to become foster parents as well and that's one of the things you need to know about us how to become a foster parent I've heard plenty of people talk about how do you actually do that I don't even know and so I just wanted to kind of lay out the pieces and parts as I know it now mind you I'm in Missouri right so I'm here in, in mid Missouri and our rules are going to be different in Missouri than they are in Texas or new york or illinois or massachusetts or california or oregon and yada 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 i name them all 50 but i would probably make my social studies teacher from way back when sad when i forgot a few <laughs> but, all right guys so it's going to be different depending on your location and you can usually reach out to your local agency and find out what that requirement is and by that i mean our agency is called Children's Division here in Missouri. It's Children's Division is part of the, uh, the social services, but you might have DIFUS. You might have um, Children's Division. You might have DFS. You might have, oh, um, uh, what is it, CPS. Uh, there, there's a bunch of different acronyms and different names, so you just have to reach out to whoever takes care of kids in your area. If you're really searching and you can't find it, I would suggest looking up Health and Human Services in your state. And that's who administers that that program here in Missouri, I believe. So you just do a quick Google search. You'll figure it out real quick. For me, I would just say Google search for how to be a foster parent in Missouri. And you'll find that answer pretty quickly. Because agencies need people like you and me to reach out and, and help these kids. They really have a need for this, especially in the middle of a pandemic where a lot of people are uncertain. There's some people who are, you know, who are getting shuffled around a little bit kid wise because there might be a medically fragile individual in the house. And if you got a kid who's going to daycare and you don't want your your kid showing up when you're medically fragile, obviously this is this is a big deal. This is unlike anything we've seen. And so trying to figure that out, you know, you need a place for that kid to go. So we're always looking for more families. On a normal time, when we're not doing the pandemic dance every day, we still need more families. So so yeah, if, if you ever even thought about it, if you feel like it's something that you might be called to especially, reach out to them and find out. You're going to find a few things you're going to do, like you're going to have to do a home study. And I'll tell you what, the home study is really what I want to talk about a little bit today because so many people are so scared of that home study. They hear home study and they think, "Oh my gosh, somebody's going to come in. And they're going to look at my house. They're going to see how dirty it is, and they're going to judge me." And I don't want people looking at my house and deciding whether or not I'm good enough. And and I don't want them looking at that. I mean, I, my husband said he was going to paint the the baseboards six months ago, and that's after I nagged him for eighteen months, and they're still not painted. Not that that sort of thing has ever happened in my house, because I mean, I'm always right on top of those things. Um, yeah, by the way, Amanda's not here today, so I can tell all the lies I want. <laughs> but they're not coming in to look at stuff like that. We, When we did our training, we had one of the trainers, the way she described it to us is she said, you know, by now, as many homes as I've been into, I can almost identify a dog breed and age by the poop I find on the floor of the house. And she wasn't kidding. These are some of the things that they're dealing with. They're finding just filthy living conditions. Now, I have a 100-pound German Shepherd who runs around the backyard most of the time. Um, When he comes inside every now and then, eh, we might have an accident on the floor. Not a big deal. You know what? We clean it up. That's probably what you do. That's what we all do. And that's all they're looking for. They're looking to make sure that the place is fairly, reasonably taken care of, clean. Like, we want to make sure the floor's not falling out of it, right? We don't want kids falling to the floor, that'd be bad, I think. We want to make sure that, that there's some relative safety there. We want to make sure there's some fire safety. Let's try not to live in a fire trap, but hopefully you're doing that already because, I mean, come on, you live there, right? You don't want to wake up dead in a house fire, so we take care of little things. We take care of the important stuff, and that's what they're looking for. They want to make sure in Missouri, I I don't know about everybody else, but in Missouri... You've gotta have a bedroom for the kid, right? Now, now sharing bedrooms, to the best of my knowledge, is still perfectly allowed, but there's some age differences and male-female stuff that you have to abide by, and you can find a worker who can explain that to you pretty easily. But you need a bedroom, they need to have a bed, you need to have a window. So if you have a basement and you have a room in a basement, you can't just stick them in a basement room with no windows. That would, number one, be a fire trap, and number two would seem to be almost like a scene out of uh, Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) It puts the lotion on itself. Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, So, I mean, some basic things is what they're looking for in a home study. They're not really looking for as much detail as most people think they are. You know, I remember that one thing that kind of got me was we had to have an emergency evacuation plan. At the time, we were in this tiny little place and it was like, um, go that way. If you're in this room, go the other way. That's pretty much it. And they just require you to have something for safety's sake, so that somebody shows up doesn't know what they're doing. Now, mind you, most of our most of our, our placements have been younger kids who would not be able to read a map or an evacuation plan or anything like that. But there's a lot of kids who come into care who are a little bit older, who might be teenagers or you know early adolescents who that may help, if nothing else, because these kids go through a lot of trauma and they have a lot of fear and anxieties, just to be able to look at that and feel like they know a little something about the layout of the house. That's not a bad thing to have anyways. But, you know, you, you throw it together. I did mine with a um, ruler and a Bic ink pen. That's what it cost me. It was at least one ruler and, and a little bit of ink out of big Bic ink pen and a little bit of time to kind of get it close to right. It doesn't have to be the scale, guys. It just has to be there. And that's the important thing. Let's see, what else are we going to do? We're going to check the, uh, I believe they call it the CAN check, the Child Abuse and Neglect Background Check. We want to make sure that your kids weren't taken away from you last month for having abused them or sold them on the black market or sold your kids into sex slavery, which, unfortunately, I'm not really laughing there because that's a real thing. That happens. So they want to make sure that that they're not using providers who are who are convicted of horrible things already so you're going to have some a couple background checks there's some criminal background checks now the criminal background checks i'm not certain exactly what it is what that they're they're going to deny you the ability to take kids for are they going to deny you because you got a speeding ticket no i'm certain of that one are they going to deny you because you're blind, running drunk and ran a school bus full of kids off the road and jumped out and beat up the kids and the school bus driver? <laughs> that one you might have to look at. So for the most part, it's, it's common sense stuff. I would assume that, you know, violent felonies would be a pretty hard no pretty fast. But if you've got violent felonies in the your past, you're probably not looking to foster kids. You're, you're probably taking care of your life. So, you know, just, we're going to do a criminal background check. We're going to do some fingerprints and make sure that you are the person that we are looking to talk to. You're the person that we believe is in front of us. And that's what we're going to be looking for. You need to be in good physical and mental health. Now, let's define that. Good physical health. Like, if you have a six-pack abs, that's called ridiculously good health. We're not looking for that. But we want to make sure that we're not putting a kid in a house with somebody who has cancer or another difficult diagnosis where they're going to need to focus a lot of time and energy on themselves so that they can heal and they can get better because without that these kids aren't going to have much of a, of a enjoyable stay there they're not going to be taken care of well because you have to take care of you so we got some physical stuff there that we just got to make sure that you're okay you go we'll go see a doctor ours in our state we go see a doctor and he fills out a piece of paper that says yeah they're all right and for just reference material here I'm about six foot one on an average day I probably run around 275 pounds I will tell you that's all muscle just don't look at any pictures because you'll find that I'm lying it's not I mean I'm not a terribly healthy guy I'm not running marathons anything like that but I'm in reasonably decent health I can take care of kids mental health we want to make sure that you're not having horrible struggles I've seen I've seen anxiety it's worse I've seen depression I've seen depression take people That's not a place we want to put a kid, with obvious reasons. So we just want to make sure that you don't have any underlying things that this could trigger and end up damaging you because it's a lot of stress some days. It really is. And we want to make sure that we're not putting you in a situation that's going to be bad for the kid as well. Because if you're having mental health struggles, I'm just going to bet that you're not ready to take care of the mental health needs of a young kid who's probably having some struggles of their own. because. Let's be honest, guys, some of the things that these kids end up going through before you ever see them are terrifying once you find out about them. And you suddenly realize that, yeah, I need some mental bandwidth to be able to help them with what they're going through. So just making sure you have those those two th- boxes checked is really important. Another part that they talk about quite a bit is learning to be a part of a team. You're going to be part of a team on this project. Because these kids are going to come into care, and the primary goal is reunification on every foster care uh, case to begin with. Well, I say every. Maybe not every. If Jeffrey Dahmer had a little kid in the house when they arrested him, they probably wouldn't start with the reunification on him. But primarily, that's always where we're going to go. We're going to start with going, hey, we need to... We, we need to try and get this family back together. We need to provide some services. We need to help this mom and dad get on their feet and get on, on the the right path. Cause the best place for a kid is at home with their biological mom and dad when that's possible. That's not always possible, but that's going to be our first place we're going to start. And in order to do that, a foster parent plays a pivotal role in that. Because as you have the kid, depending on the, the kid, depending on the parent, the bio parent, depending on the the caseworkers and the case managers, the charges that are involved, if there are any, all these different things, you may be called upon to help that foster parent where you can. Now, am I gonna go give them $1,000 to pay their rent and get caught up on an electric? No, that's not what we're talking about. But what we're talking about is helping them figure out how to get their lives back together, supporting them a little bit, even if it's just mental or an emotional support. You're helping these, these people get back to the place where they can raise their kid, if that's appropriate. Again, that's not always appropriate, so it doesn't always happen that way, but where you can, you, you provide that support. And that's been something that we've actually done in the past, and you need to learn how to be a part of a team so that you can help that parent or parents get themselves together and do that, that part of their job. The other thing that we need to do is be able to be a, a part of a team on a, here in Missouri, we call it a family support team. That's who makes a lot of the decisions, if not almost all the decisions, based on this case up until the end when the judge jumps in, if it goes to termination of parental rights. As a part of that team, you're going to voice your perspective and concerns on the things you see on a daily basis. These workers see a lot of things, they hear a lot of things, but they don't see the kid every day. If they're lucky, they get to get in once a month like they're supposed to, and it's not a rushed process, and they can get in, do their thing, and get out, but they they have Thirty to minutes to an hour, a month to really see the kid and how they're doing. My job as a foster parent is to look at these kids and go, "Hey, what's going on here? What struggles are we having? Are we having some regression in in potty training? You know, with the toddler, are we having? You know, are we really thriving in school? Are we learning? Are we are we over you know, stepping outside of some of the things we struggled with in the past?" Do you know, I have a teen in my house who's doing really well, who's really struggling, who's having some behavioral issues, some school issues? Maybe we need to talk about trying to get to school to set up an IEP for him. That's part of what we do is, is to be able to be the voice of the, the rational adult who sees everything on a daily basis inside of this team who's trying to handle all these other pieces and parts because it's this isn't a simple cut and dry thing. You know, there's there's legal parts and, and there's there's the, the health and human services side where they're trying to help people. You're trying to do a, about a thousand things at once and your voice needs to be heard about what this kid is doing and what they need to be able to move forward to the next phase. And if that means termination of parental rights, that's never awesome, but that might be the end. If it means reunification, that's awesome for a kid. And if that's what's appropriate for them, we, give our, we voice our concerns and our perspectives in these meetings so that we can get them there if that's the, the way that they're truly going to go. If not, if not, then we really want to move them towards permanency as quickly as we can. So th- those are some of the things that we talk about quite a bit, you know? And, and the biggest thing I found that, that is a struggle for most people Is learning to do that part where you you partner with the bio family the bio family man it's easy to get into some of these situations and I mean we've if you've listened to all of our episodes you know we've got one little guy who at one point at about 12 months of age his hair follicle came back for positive for so many drugs that the list was more than a bit harrowing and it's really easy to get judgmental how could you do that to your kid and you start to look down. You start to think negatively about these people, and I mean, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for doing that. It happens to all of us. We we kind of come that way. But you have to learn to to look at the bio family and realize sometimes that what you see is not always the whole story. Oftentimes, these are these parents were children of obese themselves and have come into a system that they don't understand, unprepared to take care of kids in a way that's healthy for them. And it might be possible that the best thing to do is to get these kids as far away from that parent as possible. But it might also be possible that the absolute best thing you could do is help that parent work through their traumas and and just guide them. I mean, we're not working through them like a, like a therapist, but guide them along the path to getting their kids back if that's the route they really wanna go and they're willing to do the work to do it. It's difficult to be part of that but that's what we do. So that, that's that's another piece. So you have to know these things about foster care walking in. Because it's really easy to just say, oh, I'm gonna help kids. If it's all said love them, that'll take care of everything. Love conquers all. Well, love conquers most. But <laughs> sometimes we need a little push from, from our, our better instincts and from our logic and from somebody else to say, hey, go help this person out. Help them get what they need and we can make the world a better place that way so back to the home study piece though um, one of the things that, that, that they, they do also put in there is that all adults have to be evaluated now why what does that mean that means if you have adults living in your house anyone 18 years of age or older I believe it is or maybe it's older than 18 maybe it's 21 in your state I don't know for Missouri it's, it's something about the age of 18 which means that in my house, I currently have a 19-year-old son who's still living at home. So he had to be evaluated. Mostly, he had to have the physical, the mental deal, and and just make certain that he was able to to get through. And he also had to be um, he also had to be checked for a background check and fingerprints and all that. So if you have somebody living with you in your house and you want to become a foster parent, that's going to be something that, that has to be talked about. They have to at least be recognized not to be a threat to kids. So, so those are some of the things that, uh, that, we're, that we're looking at. Now, one of the things you have to realize, though, is that the person conducting the home study is regulated by state law. And in most states, the department or, or licensed child placing agency might be that agency. But it may also be end up being a state worker or someone else. And these are all the things that, that they're looking at. Because it's important to make certain that we're building the best homes for these kids possible. So we're we're gonna we, we can talk about this quite a bit further. I've I've got a, about a thousand more things that go into it. But the truth is is that what we're really looking for is to to make sure that we catch the things that could end up being dangerous for a kid. And the things that could end up getting you um, getting you disapproved for the, the home study is if you're convicted of a crime that put a kid at risk. Um, there are specific crimes that could be barriers to approval to it. Things like um, criminal child abuse and neglect, domestic violence, crimes against a child, um, child uh, pornography. There's rape assault sexual assault homicide human trafficking all these things are like I said earlier that's kind of common sense stuff if, if you've been convicted of those things you're probably not going to be approved to be a foster parent for obvious reasons um, so yeah uh, th- there's also some some place where they look into your income and your financial skills to make certain that they're adequate to provide for a kid because no matter how much you want to help kids no matter how much you love kids if you can't keep food on the table, if you can't keep electric turned on in the wintertime, I mean, if you're in Florida, the, that might not be so much. In Missouri, in Alaska, in the North, if you can't keep the electric on in the wintertime, it's gonna be a problem. So that you need to make sure that, that as you come into the, the journey of being a foster parent, you're financially stable enough to be able to handle the basic needs. You don't need to have a super fancy house and drive you know, a luxury car. You just need to be able to provide the basic needs. If they, de- if they deem that your home is unsafe, they're probably going to deny you for obvious reasons. It's not a safe place for kids. If they they deem that your your house is unable to provide needs for this kid, right? If you have a kid who's, who's med- medically fragile or has specific needs, there's probably going to be some extra things around that that they're going to put in, in place to, to protect a specific child. So you'll, you'll find that there are some different levels of foster care Or foster parenting that can be done there as far as like um behavioral children or children with physical disabilities or mental disabilities that's something that we're always going to keep an eye on because those are kids who need a little bit extra caution looking around them um so where are we at here so yeah we're, we're gonna another one more thing that can get you Disapproved would be if you have a physical or behavioral health condition that would interfere with providing appropriate care for children. If you have uh, falsified or omitted information on your application, there's a big one make certain that you're telling the truth. They will listen to what you have to say. Before we ever became a foster family, we had a foster, or I'm sorry, we had a family member, a biological family member, who got angry one day and because this was just their particular MO, they decided to call Children's Division and say that we were abusing our child by re- refusing them medical treatment. The boy had a fever. He was. what? Oh man, three, four years old. We'd only talked to one person that day. My wife had, and they got angry and they got mad. It's the only person in the world besides me or my wife who knew the boy had a fever. And so they called Children's Division and said we were medically neglecting our kid. He had a fever for a couple hours, Tylenol took care of it. It was all good, but because they received a report, they had to come out of the house and do an investigation. And so when we looked at becoming foster parents, we had an, we had an investigation in our history. And they looked at it and they, they pulled it up and they said, yeah, yeah, it looks like it says here that the allegations were unfounded. Okay, that's good. Then they just moved past it, it was no big deal. But it was something that my wife and I were really concerned about. What is this gonna look like, you know? What do we need to, to tell them about this? But the truth is, just like most things, the answer is just be true. Tell them what it is, tell them the truth. They see this all the time. This is not the first time somebody's made a false report because they were mad at somebody, I'm certain. So we we were able to to become foster parents without any struggles because of that. Uh, Honestly, we did it without any struggles at all. And we were, I mean, we we weren't poor, but we weren't rich either. We We were very middle class. Probably to the lower end of the middle class when we first got into it. No, the last decade or so. You know, work has come up and it's become something easier for us, but it was really not a difficult process. We went and we sat in our class. um, I think here in Missouri they call it STARS. I tell you what STARS stands for, but it's been a decade. I don't remember. (laughs) Sorry. If one of the trainers was listening, I didn't pay that close of attention. But it's a, it's a class that, that goes through, and it was just several nights over a couple different weeks, where you go in and you would go through some different trainings and learn some different information, answer some questions, and they walk you through the process and make sure that you're prepared to become a foster parent. So those are the steps that we had to take here in the state of Missouri to do it. As soon as we finish that class, They came over a week or so later and said, hey, we're going to bring your your license out. And they they brought the actual paper copy of the license. And she handed it to us. she said, and by the way, there's these two kids we know of that really need a place right now. Um, Would you guys be interested, maybe? And, well, I'll give you a spoiler alert. One of them just walked through my office and was thankfully not terribly loud as I was trying to record this. Because a decade later, he and his sister um, both called me dad and they called my wife mom because their particular case you know they, they lost one of their parents and uh, the other one was incarcerated and has been off and on for quite a while and not able to be a mother and so they've been able to come and stay with us and live in our house and we ended up adopting them several years ago and that's where it all started from was from just finishing up that star's class and getting that first question hey are you interested and here we are a decade later a world later and man, I can't imagine my life now if we hadn't if we hadn't heard that call, felt that pull, and stepped in and said, Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Because man, my life would not be what it is today if we hadn't. Because it's been hard, it's been challenging, but it's been so rewarding at the same time. So if you feel any inkling towards it, if you feel any pull, reach out. Feel free, get a hold of us get a hold of somebody talk to your local agency talk to a foster parent talk to somebody and just take a step in the right direction just take a step towards learning more about it uh so if you have any questions you would like to reach out to us you can find us at fostercareuj at gmail.com that's fostercareuj as an unparalleled journey at gmail.com you can find our website at fostercarenation.com You can find the contact and stuff on there as well. All of our podcast episodes are up there. There's a button for our Patreon link. So if you guys are interested in supporting us, if you have a couple dollars, great. If not, do us a favor. Share the show. If you're an iTunes user, leave us a a, a five-star rating and review. That'd be awesome. Tell me how, how this show has affected you. Because that's one of the things about a podcast that you don't really realize from your side. Because I was on that side. Is you talking to this microphone? You throw it out into the world, and you kind of wonder where it bounces. You wonder what happens because you just never know who was inspired. So if you've been inspired or angered, if you, if you hate it and you think we're horrible humans, go ahead and let me know. But hopefully we've helped somebody here today. And again, we're going to switch our upload day from Fridays to Tuesday. So this will be out this Friday. This should be. July 24th, I think. I'm just shooting from the hip here staring at a, at a calendar and not figuring out what day it is today. <laughs> so I think July 24th would be a Friday, uh, 2020. And so we're going to put this up here. You guys can hear it, know what's coming up. And then we're going to switch our, our download date around to Tuesday so you guys can pick it up, hopefully, at the beginning of the week, hopefully, on your commute to work. Because hopefully, COVID hasn't gotten you out of a job. I know it hasn't done that to me. I still working sixty hours a week on half the weeks, and uh, still got six kids at home to to drive me crazy for the rest of those hours. So we hope to hear from you guys soon. If you're interested in helping us out, like I said, the Patreon link is up there. Share an episode. Uh, tell somebody about the show if you think they'd be interested. And if you have any questions, by all means, get a hold of us. Check us out at Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook group there. It is. Uh, i am just drew a blank it's, it's on facebook that's what it is facebook.com slash group slash foster care uj i think just search for foster care on parallel journey or jason and Amanda Palmer. i'm certain will pop up if you go to the, the podcast show notes you should find it in there so we hope to see you guys soon